What's going on, everybody? It's Marshall. I'm the host of the Serial Progress Seeker podcast. On this episode, I sit down with Ben to talk about the ways that our team has actually incorporated philanthropy into multiple aspects of our business. We talk about how we walk the fine line of making these processes extremely genuine in nature. We talk about the tools we use to actually expedite the processes. And then we talk about the results that have actually been produced, both financially and personally. They say it's better to give than receive, but what happens when you're actually able to do both? This is episode 81 of the Serial Progress Seeker podcast, how to grow your business by giving. All right, man, I got to tell you about this article I came across the other day completely blew my mind and uh, got me kind of thinking about some different things in regards to mental health. So check this out. I was looking at this article on CNN the other day. It talks, the, the first of all, the headline grabbed me. I'm going to read this headline to you. It says, severe depression eased by single dose of synthetic magic mushroom. <laughs> now, so of course, I'm, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, you, you've, you've got my attention. All of a sudden we're curing depression with drugs. Cool. Sounds fun. Right. Um, so they, <laughs> right. so check this out. They did this, uh, they did this study at Oxford, obviously in the UK that found this synthetic version of magic mushrooms. And it's okay. actually improving people's depression. The people that have like, you know, a treatment resistance, uh, form of the, of the disease, it's actually improving their depression. So they found like clear, meaningful improvements in as little as three weeks, which is absolutely insane um obviously they were in the article was pretty clear i'll make sure to to link it on this on this uh show notes too but they were really clear that hey listen we've got more studying to do you got to learn a little bit more but in my head i'm like dude let's start handing these out let's start just passing mushrooms around better mental health for everyone is that not the coolest thing i loved it but you know that's that's our whole all ball game here is like what are what are things that you can do that change that change your life uh you know by developing better habits and yeah so we always talk about better habits right but yeah. what's so interesting about this is a lot of the studies that are out there right now are very much starting to tie depression um you know everything that's going on mentally with us with what's going on in our gut yeah um very much what's going on in our gut so it's like what you put in absolutely dictates what's going on on up here uh not just because oh i feel bad because i ate something bad but like down to a very you know basic level uh your food and what's going on in your gut not even your food sometimes but literally what bacteria is present in your gut yeah. determines how you feel and so figuring out how to take care of this is key and, and you know with this particular thing i think it's interesting because I think a lot of people with depression, and this is this is not scientifically backed, you know, because it, you know we don't have the science to get here yet. But I think sure. a lot of what goes on with the depression is the loops that we get in, and um, you know, not only do we get in habits, you know, that we sort of follow it day to day, but our brain um, gets into loops into how it's delivering chemicals to our body that dictate our mood. Yeah. And the problem is, is once you start going down a path, it's very difficult to get out sometimes. And you know, a lot of depression. Uh, absolutely very chemical so this this is interesting we've known for a while that people that do this um you know very much from a basic mushrooms uh standpoint like not this 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 synthetic thing but you know that they are seeing drastic differences for the rest of their lives yeah after they do just one dose and so actually getting some money behind this to study i think it's very very interesting and you know from a perspective of you know 
how can we change a generation? Um, this is this is a very interesting, um, a very interesting thing. And you know, and I think that's the key. Is like you know, what are the things that you can do both in your personal life and business life that not only change you, but change the world around you? Because like that that's the thing. And I think that's part of the topic of today is. Yeah, when you can change the world around you, uh, you're very much changed uh, at the same time. And so, you know, I, I think it's an interesting study, and, and yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to follow this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we talk about, and every, the whole world talks about mental health all the time uh, these days, and, and rightfully so because it's so extremely important. And and but from from our standpoint, we're you know, obviously, we talk a lot about business and entrepreneurship and marketing and things like that. But man, we're we're living a life too, and we're trying to set up a set up a lifestyle. And I think uh, something that's really important. Not only is it important to go out there and make money and, and make all the money you can and and do well for yourself personally, but then being able to take that and pay it forward, just like you're talking about, is just just so incredibly beautiful. And I think that's that's kind of what brings us to this topic today. We're talking about how someone can go about growing their business or even honestly, even their personal life just by giving. You know, we've just come through, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're, we're recording this a little bit post the holiday season. It's going to be in, in people's ears uh, after the holiday season. Obviously, giving is a big priority that happens around the holiday season. But I don't know about you, man. It seems like after the holidays are done, some of that, you know, giving aspect of all of our nature and stuff tends to sometimes go away. Do you feel that sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just part of, part of the new year. We, we, you yeah. know, we get into this sort of giving season and then the new year we sort of switch into what am I doing for myself to better myself, whether it be lose weight, whether it be do something different in business, that's going to get us a different result this year. It, it becomes very internal. And while I think, you know, sort of crossing that threshold mentally into new year, new me, whatever is, sure. you know, you can harness that in a very easy way. I think that it also can be very destructive because one of the things that we focus on here is always the concept of this business that I have, this life that I have is infinitely better when I understand that it's not about me. Mm. And I think that when we get into sort of this chair idea of how to grow your business with, you know, charity and things like that, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that I've done over the years that monster return from giving to charitable causes. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily get into these things. Uh, just, I, I, you know, I was taught that's what you're supposed to do when you're successful is you're supposed to do that. But yeah. if you really, if you really understand what you're doing, you can grow a business so much faster than anybody else on the planet if you start aligning yourself with charitable organizations and you start making it a part of your business. And no I, I think that, you know, a very interesting topic that I, I want to get into today is how do you do that? How do you do it the right way? How do you make sure that you're uh, not putting yourself in a position where it looks like you're only doing it for your business? And I think that's the scary thing. A lot of people out there, you know, that I've actually taught this to in the past, are like, well, I got to be really careful because I don't want to just, I, it doesn't feel like charity if I'm doing it for my business. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, I think that, you know, my reply always has to be um, if you really care about the charity, who cares how you got them to their goal? That's right. You know? And that, that's that's the thing that that I've always been into. So I'm I'm super anxious to kind of share some of the hacks uh, and some of the stories of yeah. how we we've, we've grown businesses over the years with charitable organizations. And uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, I, I got to tell you, so you know, one of my absolute favorite things about being a part of this 
serial progress seeker team over the years is how man everyone on our team buys into sort of a global mission right so like I, there was this right. one time in my very early days of being part of the team that i can remember you saying something and it has literally stuck with me ever since and i remember you saying that the mission of serial progress seeker is to save the world by saving other businesses right and i that's something that forever has stuck with me the first time i heard that man i was absolutely floored and here i am still talking about it and i've been a lucky enough you know to be a part of of some pretty extremely philanthropic organizations in my career but there's always just been something that's just i don't know beautiful about the notion of assigning your success to the success of others right that's just yep. it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling it, it, it makes you feel good but it also you know at the end of the day it can grow your business so let's start there like tell me about kind of when you first developed this idea about, you know, your, your idea for saving the world and, and wanting to make it your mission to help other businesses thrive, where, where did that come from? Where, where, where was that born from? Uh, being poor myself. Um, uh, and I don't mean like really poor, like I don't want anybody to think, Oh, you know, Ben was like dirt poor. Like this is not what I'm talking about. I just mean there was a time in my life where I got out of school. I was extremely in debt. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of money to run a business. I did have some help. I had some money to, to start a business. Uh, but I had to be very, very careful. Um, Probably like a lot of people out there, you maybe have saved some money up. Maybe you came into, you know, a loan. Maybe you came into some money from a family member that believed in you and invested in what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And you didn't want to squander that. Like yeah. you, you took it very seriously. And that's the thing. I, I'm a big believer in, you know, every opportunity you have to take advantage of, you have to take seriously. But, you know, when I first got started, it was very much, okay, you, you've got this runway and that's it. And so there wasn't a lot of money for me to grow a business uh, in terms of advertising and things like that. So as far as exposure goes, um, I wasn't in a position early on in my career uh, as uh, a chiropractor, as a marketer, um, either one, to spend yeah. a lot of money on ads. Uh, I just didn't have it. And I would have loved to have had it. That would have been great, but I didn't have it. And so, you know, I had to figure out ways um, to get out there. And so for me, it was always about networking at first. It wasn't, you know, there was no... I, if I do this, you know, with a charity, I'll get all this exposure. I was just like, I got to just be where people are. Yeah. And yeah. I need to be in a place where people who are serious are. It's not just where people are. It's people that are serious. Right. And so very early on, I remember I got a lot out of volunteering for local organizations like the Lions Club. Um, like, you know, any, any civic organization like that, you know, you've, you've got Kiwanis, uh, you, you've got lots of different things, right. Where it's very much a organization of business owners, yeah. but they're all very focused on a singular cause that improves the community and the, you know, the world around them. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I, I got to be a part of some organizations that were very big with like cancer you know, and, and cancer was a big focus for me because my mom had had it when I was very little, when I was like, you know, in the, in kindergarten, my right. mom had cancer. And so I got involved not only in, you know, uh, some bigger cancer organizations, um, like the American cancer society, but I got involved in some cancer organizations that were very locally focused. So it wasn't like, Hey, we're funding research. We're buying insure for people yeah. that have cancer that need, you know, need some way to supplement their diet because they can't do normal foods anymore. And so, and how do we get people rides to their um, chemo appointments? And so I yeah. got really involved in these. And what, what I started to realize very, very quickly was the amount of people that were in business and were very serious business owners like me that 
were involved in these organizations because um, exactly the same reason. They had a family member that was a part of that, you know, Lions Club. They believed in the site thing. You know, Lions Club is very eye focused. And so you start to align with these people. And it's not just because that they want to network. It's because they want to network with other business owners, but they really, really want to put themselves into the cause. And so, I, you know, I just joined these organizations just to get out of my office um, and to meet people because I knew that the easiest way for me to grow my business without having the money to advertise was just to go meet people. And and hopefully if these people liked me, they just, they'd send their family and friends to my office. That was it. It it was, it was very, very um, low level in the beginning. Yeah. But what happened, you know, what happened was far more than I expected. Being a part of these organizations, it was a flood of referrals. It wasn't just, oh, a few here and there. It was a flood of referrals. And not only were these people in the civic organizations and the, you know, other organizations that I was a part of, not only were they coming in, but they were sending their family to me. And it was Mm -hmm. just because when it came down to it, man, people want to send people to people that they like. That that's it. And if you are a part of an organization that you believe in the same things, if you show up and you do the events together and you're in the trenches working on these events to raise money and to do these things, people want to send people your way. If they have to do business in in a certain niche, then they're going to pick you over every other competitor that you have because you were there in the trenches with them. And not only that, but they're going to send other people and those people are going to send other people. And you just sort of get in that mode with being a part of charitable organizations and, and, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, this is a lot of time. No, usually it's an hour a week. That's right. it. It's an hour a week. I'd show up for lunch an hour a week, most weeks. And then every so often I'd have something extra that that I had to do. Um, so it wasn't a lot of time, but there was a lot of benefit to it. And early on, all I really focused on that was very, very helpful for me was showing up. It's making sure that every single week I showed up and I was a face that was there. And when I was called upon to volunteer for something, I I volunteered. I didn't have a whole lot of money to donate. I didn't have a whole lot of money to buy ads, but I had some time. And so I tried to donate that time in a way that was appropriate. And it's amazing how very, very quickly I got a reputation for being someone that was always there to help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're that person, then, um, it absolutely translates. And and I think that's the thing is it's like all of us out there that are in business, you know, I have people all the time tell me, well, I'm having trouble getting customers. I'm having trouble getting referrals. I'm having trouble getting all these things. Stop talking about your business. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, stop talking about your business. Stop trying to get people interested in your business just about just by talking about the benefits of your business. If that's not working so well for you right now, go put yourself in a position where you're volunteering your time. And really, really quickly, your business just grows because people want to know how to do business with you. That was the thing. Nobody gave a damn that I was a chiropractor. But the fact that I was a chiropractor early on, when they needed a chiropractor or somebody in their family did, they were sending them. I can't tell you how many calls I used to get from random people saying, listen, I've been to this doctor over here and I'm just not getting well. Um, I don't know if chiropractic is right for me, but you know what should I do? And, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm friends or family with so-and-so in the Lions Club. And they said to give you a call. And that was it. You know, most people were coming in for a free consult for me just because they, I was a friend of a friend. And then they became a patient. They became a customer. And so, you know, I think that's the thing is it's right now my big piece of advice to anybody that is just like, oh, I'm just not getting traction. Where can you show up for an hour a week where you're donating your time to be amongst other business owners 
that are doing something that is bigger than what your business or their business is. And if you can do that, you're going to see a massive influx of business come in, not only that first month, but that second month. And then it just becomes an avalanche of people going out of their way to do business with you instead of you, you know your competitors because of how you've positioned yourself with some sort of charitable organization. So that's to start that was the very low level thing that I did that I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, just show up. And yeah. it paid off in huge, huge ways in the first two or three months within the next year, two years, huge, huge return on those hours spent. And I tell you what, if you can put an hour in somewhere and you can get the kind of return that I got just from showing up that hour, it's worth it uh, times a hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. I mean, we, we both know people that are involved in charitable organizations and NPOs, and 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 it's insane how much value they put to the currency of time, right? They, that's for so, so often they're looking just for people's time, even more than money or, or things like, uh, you know, donations, whatever it may be. Sometimes it just takes time and energy and, and people forget how valuable that currency can really be. Uh, yeah. it's, it's insane. Um, uh, but I think, and something I've noticed too, for the, like, you know, across, across your different businesses, I've seen you actually incorporate giving, into those as well. You know, I've seen you, you know, using charity as part of, you know, maybe a sales pitch or, or supporting a cause through, um, you know, different use of your different tools, whatever it may be. So talk about some of those different ways that you've used giving and charity, you know, across the different, different businesses that you've been involved. I think it's, you know, anytime you've got a product, um, that you can tie to a charitable organization and, you know, anytime someone buys that product, a portion of what, you know, the purchase price goes to the charitable organization, mm -hmm. you're giving a person that last little push over the fence. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we've got, you know, I, I look at the pool of customers that we have and that we've built over the years. And, you know, every time we run a sale, not every one of my customers buys the product. Yeah, it's just the way that it is. That's okay. You can run a business doing very well on a small percentage of people buying that are in your customer base. And so, the idea is, what are the things that you can do that put people over the top? And so, you know, I have some organizations that I really believe in. And so when we can tie sales to, hey, and when you buy this particular product, we're going to donate a portion um, and be specific about the portion that you're going to donate. Yeah. But we're going to donate a portion of those sales to this uh, organization. And a lot of times people are like, people are fundamentally good. People want to give to these things. And when they can get something that they want uh, in terms of one of your products and at the same time feel like they're doing something to put good out into the world by a percentage of their purchase going to that organization that they also believe in, a lot of times that's all someone needs to get over there. Now, somebody may be saying, well, Ben, isn't that kind of shady? Isn't that kind of, you know, is it, you know, you're, you're basically, you know, leveraging a charity to get sales. I don't care. As long as I yeah. can get more money to put into a system, you got to keep in mind. My goal is to sell more products, period. Sure. You know, that that's what I want to do in my business because that pays my salary. It pays your salary. It pays yeah. their staff salary. It pays all of our salaries, right? And, yeah. you know, we can continue to be a force for good because our business continues to run and we all keep getting paid. Right. But the thing is, is what is the goal of the charity? To raise money for these goals that they have lined up. If I can be a piece of that puzzle um, and I can add something that will help raise money that they didn't have before, I'm, I'm all for it. And so, you know, it took me a while to sort of get over that too. I was like, ah, is this, is this the right thing to do? And then I was like, wait, what is my goal? My goal is to grow my business. It is to raise money for the charity. 
and to get attention for the charity, you yeah. know. And, and if I'm accomplishing those three things, every single person involved in the transaction wins. And I think that's the thing you got to keep in mind. Did the customer lose in this transaction? No. Mm. Did the charity lose in this transaction? No. Did I lose in this transaction? No. Everybody ends up winning. And so, you know, what do you feel bad about? And I think that's the key. And so incorporating, you know, charitable organizations into your sales, you know, I think that's key. Whether you're a salesperson going around and talking to individual businesses, whether you're selling digital products, anytime that you can do that, it's big. But I think the key is make sure that you're doing it for charitable organizations that you actually care about. And as long as you're doing that, I think that uh, it, it works very, very well. And, you know, one of just one of the tricks uh, that I think is incredibly important. Uh, but we've got we've got several more. Well, and that's and, and something you said right there at the end, I think makes perfect sense. It's got to be something that's true to your heart. But then that also lets you kind of, you know, you connect with other businesses or other like-minded people who have that same sense of lay on their heart, right? Like, and, and then, right. boy, that kind of, you know, really cultivates a relationship when you've got, you know, a, a chiropractor and a restaurant owner working together to help this cause or whatever it may be. And it really talk about building community. We've talked about building community a lot on this, on this podcast. And that's, man, that's just such a good way to do it. And I think... I, I can tell you, you know, firsthand from some of the things that we've done together and, and, and things that we've done even separately that that these methods actually produce results, <laughs> like actually yeah. going out and helping other people is like extensively proven to help your business. It's just that's just the way it is. And and I'd love for you to speak a little bit to that. Uh, you know, what kind of results have you seen growing your business through giving and charitable uh, charitable organizations and philanthropy and all these different aspects? What kind of what kind of re results have you seen? Well, I'll just give you kind of a hack here yeah. um, and that, that speaks to some of the results. And then we can get into some specific, you know, things. Uh, but one of the things that I realized early on back when I had no money to advertise was this. The more that I got myself involved in charitable organizations, the more I got put into positions to speak for charitable organizations. Mm. Now, this, this is this is very important for everybody to realize that has a business. If you were involved in a charitable organization and you don't mind speaking for the organization, if they put you in that position, then the organization will put you in that position. And, and that's the thing that you have to realize. All of these organizations typically, um, they want their funding going to their cause, so are typically – that can't be in every place that wants to go speak about it. So one of the things that happened to me very early on in my career as a chiropractor is I was on the radio all the time, hmm. like all the time, but I never paid for it. I, I never paid for it. That's the thing. I could not afford to pay for a lot of radio advertising when I first started, but radio advertising would have been a great way I knew to get people through the door from my chiropractic office. Sure. But one of the things that, that started to happen very frequently about every two months or so, I was speaking on the radio as a representative for an organization that had nothing to do with chiropractic, had nothing to do with my business. And so, you know, I would go speak for St. Jude's uh, and, and like, you know, when they were having this stuff, we, we would talk about it. I would go speak for uh, the American Cancer Society. I would go speak for the Boy Scouts. And yeah. these are all things that I was involved in. And they would put me on the air. And I, you know, I never talked about chiropractic on the air. Yeah. It just wasn't something that was the interest that we were talking about. I would speak about the mission of the organization, but every time I was introduced as, you know, chiropractor here in town over at Atkins Chiropractic, the DJs that were interviewing me on the morning shows, and literally there were morning shows that I would literally hop from one morning show to the next morning show to the next morning show. I would literally hop studios and be on three different stations in one morning, and I would be talking about 
a cause that, like I said, had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And the cool part about that was when it was all said and done, I had, was identified every single time as this is Ben Atkins from Atkins Chiropractic. Uh, and they would not only introduce me that way, but at the end, they would throw me a plug. They would yeah. say, go see him if you need this. And I think that's the thing that you have to sort of get into your business is how do you get other people talking about you and giving a recommendation to you uh, without you having to do it? And I think that far too many times people are just into puffing themselves up and they're not into puffing up, uh, you know, the causes that they're after. All you have to do as a business owner is position yourself as someone that lifts up a community. That doesn't have to be a local community. That doesn't have to be like a town. It just has to be the community that you're involved in. And, and whether it's an entrepreneurial community, whether it's a group of people that uh, are interested in the cause, what community are you lifting up? You can build an entire business just by being the carpenter who is also a huge supporter of your local Lions Club. Yeah, I mean, an, an entire thing. And so that's the thing is if you are the person that is super locked in and is a super huge supporter of some sort of charitable organization, it is almost impossible, almost impossible for your core business not to grow. Even if you barely talk about your core business when you're in these places, people just want to do business with you because they like you and you have similar beliefs. And so from a position of, hey, um, what am I doing as a, you know, somebody in a that's you know, promoting a charity. It's just find your five. And, and this is, this is the big hack here. Find your five charities that you want to support, figure out how you can support them on a regular basis, how you can rotate, how you can make sure I, okay, I'm going to this one this week. I'm doing this this week. And what will end up happening is you will build this large community between these five charitable organizations that when it comes to doing business with a, this kind of person in this niche, which is your niche, they're going to send business your way and that business is going to send more business and more business. And after you've been doing this for about a year, you really don't have to do anything else. That alone is enough to build up your business. And I think far too many people don't employ this strategy. Um, and I tell you what, the fun part about it is not only do you get a lot of business, but it feels pretty damn good when you look yourself in the mirror at night mm. and you realize what you've put out into the world while you were growing your business. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's a huge return from it. And, uh, you know, so it, it's something you said there just kind of made me think too, that, you know, so often either as business owners or, you know, marketers, entrepreneurs, people in general, we're always looking to find our own megaphone that speaks for us. Right. What you just said, lined it up perfectly for me that, you know what, the way I find my megaphone is go be a megaphone for somebody else. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, that's exactly what you're saying. And I think that sounds so good because it's, it, it, it makes all the sense in the world. If I can go speak on behalf of this organization, this business, whatever, then guess what? It's just like karmic cosmic waves come is constantly coming back to you. What you give, you're going to receive tenfold. And I, I fully believe that. And, and it's a, it's, it's a big piece, I think of, of what we're talking about. So let's get, let's get back to where I, I wanted to make sure to touch on this before we got away from sure. it. Talking about results. Because, because I know you've seen, I know you've seen good ones. I've seen you, I've seen you put it into action before. And, and be honest with you, it's 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 fun to watch because I know how kind of lit up you get when you get to talk about supporting, you know, ABC organization or whatever it is. And um, so, talk about the results you've had. You know, whether it's, you know, I, I know you've, you know, you've sold websites and supported organizations. You've done all these different things and supported different organizations. Talk about some of those experiences and and how those results have gone either for your business or the other businesses. 
you know, I think that one of the one of the most fun ones that we you know we've we've done is we get into this mode of we'll do a this is goes into my digital business where we're selling digital products and you know how tos right yeah and we'll sell let's say uh, we'll sell a product that's let's say two hundred and ninety nine bucks and that product will be something that teaches you how to do something uh, on the internet to you yeah. know market your business right and what we'll do is. For a particular period of time, and this is incredibly important, for a, for a particular period of time, this this particular sale is going to be open. And every time someone buys, they are not only getting the product for themselves, but they are supporting the charitable organization. Typically, when we do this, we see a 20 to 30% bump in sales when we attach a charitable organization to it. Now, I, I will say this. Yeah, it's it's a big number, great. right? That's great. But I will say this. It's not something I want to do all the time. Um, sure. And I, I want it to be special. I want it to be something that when we actually do it, people understand that we mean it. I think if every week, if we uh, ran a sale that had um, that had something like that attached to it, it would start to lose its effectiveness because of, you know, kind of a banner blindness. People are like, okay, what, what charity do I, yep. you know <sighs> – it just gets lost. So we yeah. like to make it a special occasion thing. And so, you know, when we run a sale like that, it's something that it's always something we believe in. It's always something that is big. And I, I think, um, you know, one of the ones that really sticks out to me, like to get very specific with this yeah. is when the pandemic first sort of hit. Um, one of our big concerns at Serial Progress Seeker was kids that relied on school lunches to be one of their major meals of the day. Uh, yeah. And without um, without those school lunches, um, we you know we we didn't know what was going to happen. We we had faced this in my lifetime, yeah. and so one of the key things that we really focused on was what organizations were out there that actually you know helped fill in this gap. And so we ran a sale that was very much attached uh, to this, and we made a you know a pretty significant donation to one of the organizations um, that was big on this at the time. And, um, you know, it made us feel, <laughs> it made us feel less helpless at a very helpless time. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people were, were, you know, when the pandemic hit from the, from perspective of business, very much felt like we don't know what's going to happen in the next little bit. And we didn't either, you know, sure. we didn't, we didn't either. Yeah. But one thing I, one thing I did know that I could do was I could, I could be helpful. Um, even if my business decided to go under, uh, which it very much didn't even come close. There was not even a close period because of, you know, there was demand for what we were doing and sure. we worked from home anyway. So we, it wasn't like we couldn't get to the office. Um, but one of the things that I have always said is if I go down, if my, if my ship goes down, we're going to go down helping people. And mm -hmm. that, that was sort of something that we very much took to heart right when the pandemic started, as we were going through the pandemic was we were very much looking for, okay, everything's upside down right now. How can we be helpful? And it's, it's funny when you are somebody that's helpful and seen as helpful in a community, people go out of their way to make sure that you stick around mm -hmm. period. And, yeah. and I think that this this comes into something that's very important, a very important lesson for any business out there is not only how do you sell a lot of your products, how do you, you know, market yourself, you know, in, in your products just on a regular basis, how do you make yourself a linchpin in a community? How do you position yourself where if you went away, 
the community is always worse after that. You know, like how do you put yourself in a position where people would be completely lost if you were gone? And that's the thing. It actually, I mean, like, listen, we all have good products. Otherwise, you don't stick around real long, right? But the companies and the businesses that really stick around, it's good products, but it's how do they change the communities that they're involved in? And a lot of times that has very little to do with your product. It has to do with the social impact that you actually have. And so from a position of supporting charitable organizations, um, I think that's the key. Now, here's what, you know, getting back to the actual numbers, the questions you were asking, we are just almost consistently across the board over the years. Um, we're, we see a between a 20 and 30% increase in sales when we are directly using it as a marketing tool. When we're saying we're doing this sale because we want to support this organization. And when you buy this percentage of your purchase goes to this organization. Yeah. And every time we do that, we see a, a, a nice bump in sales, um, which is, which is great because that, that percentage is usually the percentage, the percentage bump is usually the percentage bump that we get to send over to the charitable organization. And so we usually end up making probably about the same amount of money. Um, and this is, but this is important. You're like, well, if we're making the same amount of money after the charity, why, why would we do this? Because of the social capital that you bank. That's right. This, this is the key. I cannot tell you how many times over the past few years, somebody has hit me up on a random Facebook post or a random Instagram post or some social media. And they said, listen, one time I had the chance to interact with you or one time you popped up in my feed and you were doing this and I have never forgotten it. And that's mm -hmm. why I follow you. That's why I continue to pay attention to you. That's why out of all the other voices that are vying for my attention, you will always be one of those voices. You know, they don't say it quite like that, but sure. that's the idea. Yeah. And so I think that the lesson here, if I could leave anybody with anything about what you're actually doing when you incorporate charitable marketing into you know your business, it's this. You have to stop looking inward and saying, what can I do to grow my business? Now, a lot of you think you're not being selfish because you have staff, you have a team that you're also supporting them. You're helping them support their families. And you think, well, I'm, I, you know, I have to sell a lot because of that. That's great. Like that being a business owner, when you do it the right way is, is a very great place to be because you get to, you get to be involved in a lot of lives and affect a lot of lives just in your organization. But if you can this year, if you can shift your mindset to thinking, if I just take a percentage of my time and somehow make my business a linchpin in these five charities, and I make myself and my business something that is so ingrained into their culture that they are going to have a tough time. If I ever go away, you will never go away because everybody involved in that organization will go out of their way to support the person in the business that has always supported them. And if you want to really put an insurance policy in for your business to make sure your business is always around as long as you want it to be around, start ingraining yourself in these charitable organizations and these communities. And you will never want for money. You will never want for money. And the amount of business that comes your way, both in good times for you and bad times for you, will be huge because you were there for them in good times and bad times too. Mm. Yeah, man, that's, 
it's beautiful. I love, I love this conversation. Um, it just makes you feel good. And, and now I'm, you know, to be honest with you, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be straight up with you. I had a couple more bullet points, but I am tossing those aside because I see an opportunity here. We have this platform. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about a handful of organizations that you have supported over the years that you specifically love because we're going to throw them some love on this podcast. We want, we want to talk about them. I'm going to include them in the show notes. It just makes you feel good when you're able to help these organizations out. So give, just give me a handful of, of ones that you've kind of pointed to and you've touched on them a little bit already, but give me a handful that you typically support and, uh, and, and serial progress seeker as a team supports. You know, I'm always very, very big on how do we reach kids at an early age to get to make sure that they're on the right path. And so Boys and Girls Club of America is absolutely huge for me. Um, I believe that there are so many kiddos that that has been an organization, you know, um, that has been big for them at yeah. some point in their life. So Boys and Girls Club has always been a big one for us. Um, yeah, just absolutely huge. Uh, another big one for me is um when you can find and and this is i i very much support um cancer research organizations don't get me wrong i think those are good sure. but i'm very big on you as an individual finding your community's local cancer support stuff mm. and so in just about every community yes there's the american cancer society the big ones and and please support those those are great yes. but find the smaller organizations that are very much trying to get people, make sure these people are getting nutrition and they're getting people to their appointments when they have to drive to the doctor and you'll find them and, and you'll have people talking about them. So th those are very, very big for me. And like I said, I can't put a name on them because they are so stinking small, but they exist. <laughs> yeah. And if you go look for them, you'll find them. And, and I, and almost every town I've ever lived in there was, and they were always underfunded and they were always, you know, doing their best uh, to get there. But, but you know, very, very big. The other ones, um, that I really, you know, I, I'm really big on is I'm to this day, I'm a huge supporter of the Lions Club. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and as we get older and our vision starts to go, you really start to get this. But, <laughs> but I, I have seen so many good things um, from my Lions Club experiences um, and, and really being involved with the Lions Club. And so, you know, very near and dear to my heart uh, is the Lions Club. Uh, and and you know what I think that I'd love to do is I'm going to get yours now. So I'm coming to you. Okay. Yeah. But what I want to, what I want to do in the show notes for this podcast is I want to put uh, kind of the top three charitable organizations for everybody in uh, our organization. So oh, cool. if you go yeah. to, yeah, if you go to the, the show notes page, you guys, um, we have a very diverse uh, group of people that, that work here at Serial Progress Secrets. So I really want to highlight their charitable organizations too. So on that note, man, what are, what are some of yours? that you're very, very big on supporting. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you uh, as, far, as far as supporting kids in any any single way you possibly can. Um, I loved like the YMCA. Uh, always yeah. been a big supporter of like the local YMCAs for the same reason you said about the Boys and Girls Club is because they're supporting kids at an age when it is very important for them to be supported. And a lot of times those kids in those situations 
don't have the support that they need and they're able to come to this place and get it for a little portion of their day. And I think that is so absolutely huge and I think it's wonderful. So I've always enjoyed supporting the YMCA. Obviously, I lived in Memphis for a while, so I've very close and akin to St. Jude. Um, I, I, I cannot speak highly enough about that organization and I know it's one of those that everyone on earth raises that flag and I'll tell you what, it's for good reason. It's because yeah. the, work, the work that those people do in helping these children's families while they're having to go through the toughest portion of their entire lives is just unbelievable. And anytime you hear one of those stories, it it breaks your heart, but it warms your heart at the same time because you know that they're they're getting help from places that they just absolutely would not be getting help from. Another one I got a plug, and you know, I I spent some time working for this organization and I grew to absolutely love them. Is 4H? Um, yeah. 4-H is a huge, one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the world, um, and for the same reasons, uh, they they help kids, especially in um, rural communities, help them kind of develop some skills that maybe they might not have access to. There's a lot of like STEM work that goes on with these. I've I've seen these kids out working with robots that are diving to the bottoms of pools and lakes and pulling things out, and I've seen them, you know, developing all of these really cool things from you know everybody hears 4-H and think it's about showing cows well yeah there's 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 part of that but it's a, there's a whole lot of educational stuff from the outdoor world from scientific elements that are coming into that so those are three really really big ones for me i, I love those and i love the idea of bringing everybody's together because you're right everyone's kind of got the, the things that tug at their own heart and that they feel uh very strongly about and any any support we can throw to any of those I, i'm all about no i love it uh and, and i think that's the you know final word here is is from what is our strategy what is our strategy when it comes to charitable organizations like i said if you need to boil it down to something easy pick five and figure out how you can be a linchpin for those five it doesn't mean that you're going to be 24 7 with these places but how can you be someone that's helpful how can you be someone that shows up to help if you can do that what's going to happen very quickly is those organizations are going to send people back your way um and those people that send that they send your way, uh, if you do a good job, you deliver a good product, they're going to send more people. And it just avalanches over time. It, it shouldn't be that simple uh, to build a business, uh, but it is. It, it actually is. And what's really, really great is people not only will remember your business for you know this year and, and what you did this year, they'll remember you forever. And they will go out of their way. They will drive hours. They will look for you online uh, when maybe you've changed websites. Like they will find you because of what you did in that organization and how you touched their heart. And so for me, the easiest way to build a business when you don't want to talk about yourself, and that's an awkward thing, and that affects a lot of us, is we don't like being the center of attention, uh, which is weird, you know, because we do this podcast and this seems <laughs> like maybe, you know, but you know, I have no desire. I like sitting in my dark room and playing music and talking marketing and, you know, talking about changing the world in terms of how do you get better. I don't necessarily want to be the face all the time. And so the easiest thing for me to build a business and not have to talk about me and how smart I am, because let's be honest, I'm not, is to put my time and effort into something that's bigger than me. And if you do that, if you do that in your business, things are always going to go well in good times and in bad. So hopefully that's some advice that you can take and put it into your own business. And I think uh, very, very quickly you'll see the results. And then over time, you're going to see huge results.